Blog Talk Radio. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am charged up about today's show. We're going to be talking about diamonds are a girl's best friend. <laughs> so what is the most popular day of the year to propose? Do you know? How do you score a good diamond without breaking the bank? Is it okay with you if your girl kicks in some bucks to get a bigger ring? What happens to the relationship if you don't want to get a ring at all? Is there something else that you can give her instead all right, so we're going to cover all of these topics today. Um, it's December. We're rounding out the year, so I want you guys to call in. Call in on this topic, 323-642-1677. Again, that number is 323-642-1677. Or you can call, you can uh also talk to me on the chat line, uh, same name as the show, blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross. That's DT short for dating tips, Linda Gross. All right, so let's make this happen. So what about proposals? Are they outdated? Are, are you a traditionalist? Do you still believe in, in love and romance? All right, so we're going to go over some of the stats, and you can make an educated decision as to whether or not this works for you. All right? I don't know if if the audio clip played. All right, well, all right, so according to Brides Magazine, December is the most popular time to pop the question, with 14% of respondents getting engaged at the end of the year. The most striking change in engagement ring timing, however, wasn't seasonal. Of the brides that were surveyed, a whopping 28% got engaged on a holiday or another special occasion compared to just 12% from last year. So it wasn't the fact that it was, um, you know, December or a particular time of year or a particular season. There was something special about this day. All right. So what is the most popular day to get engaged? It's Christmas Eve, followed by a close second, Christmas Day, and then you guessed it, New Year's Day. So we have all three of these holidays in the same month. All right. So the average time to get engaged 
one to two years. Now, couples that had dated an average of 25 months before marriage were most happily married at the conclusion of the study. All right, so let's hop into this topic, shall we? I want you to join me, and let's get this show started. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to our show. We're going to be talking today about diamonds are a girl's dot, 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 you fill in the rest, you know, (laughs) what the movie uh, titles said. So that's what we're talking about today. So in 2017, couples dropped an average of $6,300 on an engagement ring, according to the wedding website, The Knot, who surveyed 14,000 people who recently married or got engaged. Now that's a 25% increase from $5,100 in 2011. So, boy, oh, boy, that De Beers family, they're doing a great job with marketing in order to increase those figures in this short of a time frame. And if you're not ready for those numbers, consider that nearly 12% of U.S. couples spent more than $8,000 for an engagement ring. Is that you? Guys are more willing to spring for a bigger, pricier engagement ring when they picture themselves with a more attractive woman than with a less attractive one. Makes sense because the number one thing that men are looking for is definitely an attractive woman. Conversely, women want a larger, more costly ring when they imagine themselves paired with a less attractive man. The greater a woman's self-esteem of her own attractiveness, the bigger and more expensive her ring choice will be. Now, seven in 10 grooms said they landed on a ring budget by themselves. Another seven in 10 brides say that they they were aware of how much their fiance spent. And 90% of brides said that they were happy with how much their partner plunked down. Wow, 90%. I don't know if that (laughs) number is accurate. We're going to get into ring size in just a moment here, but 90% are saying that they're happy. All right, let's see how that turned out. All right, so what is the best time to buy a ring, according to the experts? Well, They're saying Black Friday and Cyber Monday, so if you missed it yesterday, I guess you've missed your chance, right? What's another good way to um, pare down some of the cost of the ring? They're saying 
sign up for an email from a jeweler that you've had your eye on um, and watch prices over time. And then you'll get their repetitive emails and you'll be notified when there is a flash sale or discount or promotion. I guess that's probably true. Um, how about going to the Jewelry Mart instead of a name brand store? Of course, you know, those name brand stores, they're, they've got to pay for all those commercials you see on TV. So maybe if you know Uncle Harry and he works in the uh, Jewelry District downtown or whatever, maybe you can follow him out there. All right. And then lastly, where else should you be looking? Well, pawn shops. Somebody had to uh, get their, uh, their, their drug addiction uh, met, and they sold off grandma's ring or whatever. So you might find a good deal there, or you might find a nice antique ring. Um, sometimes regular jewelers also have like an antique section that you can uh, um, you know, partake in, and the prices are usually a little bit lower there as well. Um, what about heirlooms? Let's say your mom or your grandma or your aunt did pass down a family ring. Uh, sometimes you can use the ring the way it is, or sometimes you can nab the, the main ring, uh, the main uh, stone, I should say, and repurpose that into a new ring, right? Okay, so these are some options for you to uh, cut costs. Now, what about the guy that doesn't want to buy her a ring at all? So let's say the man tells you after two great years together that you, that you have to buy him a $5,000 flat screen TV. Um, <laughs> I find this kind of funny. Maybe the guys want to play a role reversal, just, you know, play it out for, try it on for size, see how she likes it when she's put in a situation of buying something expensive for you. So, uh, let's say you tell her this, that you want that fancy flat screen TV and she balks and she says, well, you know, well, John, that seems a little bit superfluous. Um, you already have a TV. It works just fine. Why do you need a new one? And your answer might be to her, well, because of what it symbolizes. Um, and she then asks you, well, symbolizes to whom? After all, you've had a pretty good relationship for all this time and you're openly planning to get married and start a family. Why in goodness name would you need a brand new TV? And then you can explain like this. You can say, well, it shows me that you love me. Or you can say, because it shows the world how much you value me. Or you can say, because it shows me that you're excited about me. Or because it makes me feel secure knowing that you're not going to leave me. <laughs> so these are all common things that the girl says regarding the ring. And I think it's kind of funny that, you know, this guy is playing a joke on her and trying it out for size. So, 
of course, you know, the, she's taken it back. She slowly explains to him that she does love him. She does value him. And she is excited about him. And she's not leaving him. And that's why she wants to get married. She just doesn't see why he needs a big, fancy TV. So the boyfriend just shrugs and tells her, well, it's just how he feels. And like I say many times on this show, you can't argue with somebody with regard to how they feel. Is there anything that a guy can do or buy that isn't a diamond ring to show his commitment to her? Well, you know, it's so socially ingrained in us. I think the answer to that is no. Uh, The closest I came to that was I once told a guy not to propose to me uh, because it was getting around that time that I thought that he might. Instead, shortly thereafter, he bought me a $10,000 Rolex to show his love. So I guess that a big gesture like that might do it, but few men are willing to make that point, right? So I think you got to show up with the goods. Now, what are some things that people wish they had known before buying an engagement ring? Well, you know, there's a particular story. uh, This particular writer says, my mom has a story that she loves to tell about her engagement ring, her engagement to my father. She was a recently divorced 25-year-old when they met, and he was 28. And he was ready for marriage and felt that she was the one. After five months of dating and engagements back then came a lot sooner in 1969, he went ahead and popped the question. She demurred, though she told me later that she knew he was the right guy. She didn't want to rush into anything, not when dating was so much fun. He kept asking her, and finally she responded in mock frustration, fine, if you get me a diamond wedding band, I'll marry you. And his response was, let's go shopping. So he bought the ring. Two months later, they walked down the aisle, and to this day, they both treasure the jewelry and the story. And so the writer goes on to say that his dad says two things. Uh, The two things that mom learned from our pre-engagement was, number one, I wasn't cheap. I bought her the ring. And number two, I was very persistent. So I think both of these are are a very good way to make your point. You bought the ring, so it's it's hard to argue with here's the evidence. You know, you made the effort, here it is. And I think persistence with regard to this situation, in this case a proposal, but regard to almost any kind of situation, persistence does count and it does matter. So you can use it in business. You can use it with the girls. I think it absolutely is a very strong and effective trait to have if you're a guy. It shows that you're confident, by the way, which is my first C um, from my book, Mastering Women, The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. Okay, so anyway, um, the tradition of engagement rings is hardly new. Ancient Egyptians are thought to be the originators of the tradition, 
though the diamond as the modern day engagement standard didn't come about until Francis Garrity called created the widely effective campaign a diamond is forever tagline for De Beers way back in 1947 it was one it was once thought that the fourth finger of your left hand contained a vein that ran straight to your heart, which is why we wear rings there. Romantic, isn't it? Of course, today's engagement rings come in all shapes and sizes and with an array of gems. And some people don't go for the tradition at all. As with weddings, doing it your own way has become the new norm. Of course, there has always been, there has always helped to be gained from the experience of others. So here's what other people had to share about the process of buying a ring. So we're going to talk about this when we come back from the break. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about diamonds, our girl's best friend aren't they? All right, we'll catch you right back after the break. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with your, me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about diamonds, our girl's best friend. It's proposal season, isn't it? And I thought I'd give you some tips with regard to that. All right, so I want to hear from you. Um, do you believe in marriage? You don't believe in marriage? Should you propose? Should she propose? Is it okay if she does this? All these questions asked and answered right here. Call us at 323-642-1677. Again, that number is 323 323- 
642-1677 or hit up my chat line blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right. Okay, so what are some things that other men have learned with regard to this whole proposal um, you know, business? So Number one, you don't have to spend two months' salary on a ring. You don't have to listen to those commercials, even though she's listening to those commercials. So here's what Alana had to say about that. So she writes, my fiancé bought my engagement ring at a pawn shop with his unemployment check and proposed to me five days after I graduated from Auburn. It was crazy to say yes. People always ask me if it's a family piece, and I say, well, it probably was from somebody's family. He realized that I was the woman that he wanted to marry and went out and bought me a ring that he could afford. Every time I think about it, I'm reminded of how much he loves me and how precious I am to him. It's a very good point to make, by the way, (laughs) because women always want to be special. So he turned this around, even though it was, quote unquote, used goods and made it seem like, you know, it's because she is so precious to him. Good show. (laughs) All right. So I've heard, Alana goes on to write, I've heard a lot of people upgrading their rings when they get older, but I will never part with mine. Okay. Well, he did a good song and dance there and I do have to commend him all right number two um, here's a thought especially in 2019 you can buy your ring online really back in 2002 um, Catherine goes on to write that we were 25 in grad school and as poor as church mice After a lot of back and forth, including hand-wringing over whether or not engagement rings were feminist, it was decided that we look for a vintage ring. Everything was way too expensive. So then we looked on eBay and found one that that, uh, Catherine liked. Oh, yeah. Um, And it was in their price range, and it looked so sparkly and friendly, and we were both like, ooh, it's so pretty. But buying jewelry on eBay eBay is insane, right? Yes, clearly, people would think it's a terrible idea. But they bid on it, and they won, and it arrived a couple of weeks later in a tacky little heart-shaped ring box, but the ring was so sweet and pretty and sparkly. We took it to an auction house in Boston that does free jewelry appraisals. And to our surprise, it was worth even a little bit more than what they paid for it. So, you know, I mean, this one is buying a used ring on eBay, but I'm sure you can buy brand new rings um, on the Internet, too. And it's probably a thing now since guys don't like to go shopping, especially they don't want to go shopping uh, in a mall. And as I mentioned earlier, you might get a better deal if, um, you know, you don't go to the usual places. So good show. All right. What else was learned? Well, 
ring communication is emblematic of all communication. So this next couple tell their story. Jessica writes that we had been dating for about nine months and we were starting to have conversations about getting married. Um, and Jessica says that, you know, I'm not into all the trappings. If you want to save money, you can save money on a ring. So her fiance starts dropping hints and Jessica is thinking the proposal is coming any minute now. So we walk into his apartment and he gestures across the room to a bike that I hadn't noticed. And, and then he goes on to say, this is for you. So earlier in our relationship, he taught me how to ride a bike. And at some point I realized, oh, he's using the bike to propose to me. He had taken the I don't need a fancy ring uh, quote to mean I don't need a ring at all, which was not the case. So um, her, her dad, Jessica's dad, mentioned that he had my grandmother's ring, and we decided that we'd make our own using one of its stones. So we would treat the bike like a wedding present. So my fiance had his grandfather's ring, which was gold, and he decided to have that melted down for the band. So we put my mother's grandmother's stone into his grandfather's melted down ring. But after we figured out his, this plan, he came over and got down on one knee and handed over a box. So inside was a very ugly engagement ring and Jessica was like why what are you, what are you why are you doing this and he said well you said you wanted a ring um so i can't remember if they let him return it or if they gave him a credit but what a terrible waste of money. It was a second chance to question his judgment and listening skills. Eventually, uh, Jessica did end up with her ring, which is beautiful, but it's in a safe deposit box because a couple of years later, the two of them got a divorce. So she thinks the process of the engagement ring shopping was really emblematic of important ways that they did not communicate well at all. As with any part of the relationship, getting engaged is a good test of whether or not you're willing to meet each other's needs. And I guess Jessica's fiance and later husband failed that test. All right. Next up, is there anything, is there any such thing as a feminist engagement ring? So, Stephen goes on to say that my fiance just wasn't into valuable material goods being given from a man to a woman as part of our decision to live happily ever after. But she also came from a culture where rings are pretty much a big deal. She was on the fence. She had a group of friends she enjoyed uh, monthly uh, brunches with. Um, one was a sociology PhD, some book editors, and a rather feminist and lefty bunch. So Stephen hatched a plan. Why doesn't she ask them what they think? So he sent her off to brunch to secure um, to brunch, securing the knowledge that he had 
just brilliantly saved two months' salary and stuck a blow for feminism to boot. So the brunch group was not interested in striking a blow for equality, and they were excited about the wedding and the engagement ring, no less than anything else. Well, Stephen uh, thinks that one fellow educated and accomplished bruncher was quoted as saying something along the lines of, you better get that rock, girl. And that is the story of how I found myself the next week engagement ring shopping. Um, Stephen says that they did live happily ever after. Uh, His wife did keep her own name, but in the in the mix there she has a pretty kick-ass engagement ring next up uh sherry says you don't need to be on the verge of a proposal to buy a ring so her friend marion and she were having brunch and she was telling me things were getting serious with her boyfriend she asked me if i was interested in going wedding ring shopping with her i said wasn't it a bit presumptive to go wedding ring shopping how did she know if her boyfriend was going to propose oh mary said he'll propose so The two of them go ring shopping in downtown and I a few rings. Then an older woman came into the store and the clerk excused himself and told the older woman, I have your ring ready. And he gave her a little box and she opened it and squealed. Mary and her friend said, wow, that's a great ring and asked, who is the lucky person that you're marrying? And the older woman said, Oh, I'm not engaged. I'm not even dating anybody right now. I just know that one day I want to get married and I want the guy to use this ring. So Mary says, wow, there's a woman who knows what she wants. In a way, you get her point, but you also help, but you also can't help but think there's a woman who has given up on the whimsy of being engaged. But I still think it would be weird if a guy got down on one knee in front of me and the woman said, well, wait a minute, I already have the ring. Yeah, I agree with that one. All right, ring shopping means endless things to learn. So there's so many options out there and a lot of them don't even involve diamonds. For example, one ring style is called the Oval Gatsby and has mixed stones. So um, Allison goes on to say that my fiancé had used my best friend as a decoy without me knowing. I had zero idea what my ring size was, and my best friend made me come with her to pick up her wedding band and to check my ring size while I was there. She then relayed this information back to my fiancé. After I got my ring, it was slightly too big. I had gotten my ring size measured while I was hot and sweaty in August, which meant that my hands were swollen. I needed to get my ring size down slightly. And what I didn't know was ring sizing a ring weakens the metal. And, you know, who knew that, right? All right. 
Jamie uh, says that you can wear a ring on any finger. So before the engagement and marriage started dictating her jewelry, she usually had one ring finger. She usually had one ring on her ring finger and one on the middle finger and then one ring for each hand. So four rings total. She did not want an engagement ring, but her fiance got her one anyway. So Jamie wore it on her middle finger so wouldn't be an engagement ring. So since it's not a band or a solitaire, it doesn't look like an engagement ring, but it does have a diamond and it's vintage. So it doesn't look conspicuous. And when people ask to see my engagement ring, I show it to them on my middle finger and so far, no one's ever said anything about it. All right. Definitely get a, a friend involved, says Jenny. She happened to have a friend who's a jeweler in L.A. Several years ago, when her now husband and she were visiting family, we went to see him, and I tried on a bunch of stuff. And my friend took notes on what I liked and what I didn't like and literally filed it away. Then, when my husband was ready to propose, he called up my friend and had my ring made based on those notes from years before. Um, She had never seen her ring before as it was custom made. And, of course, she was surprised, but she was confident and comforted in knowing that it would be something that she really would like. Um, She was happy about this because she was going to be wearing it daily and Jessica, I mean, I'm sorry, Jenny is very picky about her jewelry. Definitely more of a practical approach rather than a romantic one, but it was the right one for me. And my husband was beyond relieved that he didn't have to figure all of this out by himself. All right, next Tiffany is still the real deal, even if the marriage is not. So Emily says that she picked one out at Tiffany's in the private consultation room. And since three had been selected prior to her arrival, they were waiting for her on the felt. But when your dad tells you your boyfriend, when your dad tells your boyfriend that he can't have his daughter's hand in marriage, well, I never got to wear any of those rings, she says. The Tiffany's on Fifth Avenue in uh, New York pops Dom Perignon for you when you buy an engagement ring and the whole floor congratulates you. I've been proposed to many times and call me a cold, superficial bitch, but that But that one is the only one I ever took seriously, Jean says. I don't believe in bullshit cute engagements. If you want me to take you seriously, put a real ring on it, Jean says. All right. So Allison says that we walked into Tiffany's like a couple of rubes and walked out with a simple diamond-studded infinity band. Um... Allison said that she told her husband that that was the only piece of jewelry she'd ever need since she could not care less. (laughs) All right. So I guess she didn't need a a solitaire, but 
that that uh, infinity band was enough, she was saying. Okay. Uh, Robert claims that you can make shopping a family affair. So his niece, Allie, who was 19 at the time, happened to come to town when I was looking for rings, and I took her with me. We hit four or five stores before finding a ring that she loved and thought my now wife would too. Her advice was, make it nice because I like her. Um, Robert said, I would totally advise bringing a family member, but make sure it's not someone jaded or too old. So no guy should go alone for something like this. We had the best time, and four years later, my niece and I still laugh laugh about that day. I bought the ring and held on to it for a few weeks, waiting for the right time. My niece texted me every damn day for updates. I finally had to tell her that she'd be the first to know which she was. Next up, well, you can go shopping together. And sometimes no surprise is the best surprise. Um, We decided to get married together. There wasn't a surprise proposal, but people seemed really confused as to whether or not we were engaged. A few months later, uh, Jill says, my boyfriend proposed with a $10 brass ring that he bought at a local art fair. We later bought a stone and got it mounted. We not only saved money, but now have a good and memorable story to tell. So that ring felt fun and relaxed, just like us. All right. Um, Maddie goes on to say, if all else fails, leave it to a mom to save the day. So her engagement ring is one that my husband, David's late grandfather, gave, gave to his since deceased grandmother. So David's family really wanted him to marry me, but he couldn't afford a ring. So his mom gave it to him so that he would ask me. Oh, how sweet that (laughs) she got mom's approval. Um, Next, there's no deadline for an engagement ring. Uh, Nicole said when she got married, I was more interested in travel than jewelry. That was a good thing because we really didn't have enough money for both. We bought wedding bands, had a small wedding, and hit the road for two weeks. I see. All right. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking today about... Diamonds are a girl's best friend. It's engagement month, and here's some of the tips that you need to know before you go shopping. So call us on this topic, 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677, or hit me up on my chat, um, which is blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT. Linda Gross. When we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about the, this new trend that says that girls are now wanting smaller diamonds. Do you believe it? Hmm. We'll find out right after the break. 
Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about diamonds. Are a girl's best friend, or are they? Well, when's the last time you saw a huge ass? What is that? Actually, a real diamond on a perfectly manicured finger of a hashtag engaged woman's Instagram post? Well, Jewelry trend expert and designer Tara Gannon started noticing that millennials are requesting smaller stones about two years ago. And by smaller, she means those hovering around the one carat neighborhood. They wanted higher quality diamonds that had more brilliance and fire, even if it meant not as many carats. So you might suspect cost is the reason for the shift and while it may be a factor it's not actually the main reason for the shift this downsizing preference led to a trend of stackable rings unique bands and even smaller stones so the national average price of the engagement ring was around 5600 to about $6,000 as we mentioned before according to the knot which is a uh, um, which is a, a wedding website in 2018. And that can get you anything from, that fee can get you anything from a grain of rice-sized stone to a substantial, yet flawed, maybe not to the naked eye, uh, yet flawed uh, piece, right? So the quality is measured by the four Cs, which are cut, carat weight, clarity and color and for this for this price you're going to get around a one carat diamond another reason for the smaller diamond size is that women want to wear their ring all the time they want to wear it to work school drop-off state night and the farmer's market taking an oversized ring off creates more problems and you're going to have to worry where you left it so by the way, some people, some women are now just wanting a band only. 
sometimes called infinity bands, where the where smaller diamonds are set in the band itself, and sometimes the diamonds go all the way, like you know around 360 degrees, which is why they're called infinity. Sometimes the the uh, diamonds are only on the front facing, like on the top part of the hand, front facing part of the ring. So the practicality of a band versus a solitaire, well, it's just easier for everyday wear. So some couples stack two bands when they get married, an eternity ring with the diamonds worn with a plain gold wedding band. So it kind of gives options there. So let's talk now about the girl who is going to complain about a small diamond ring size. So she goes on to say, I'm engaged to be married for about a year now. I love my fiance quite dearly. We've been together for a long time and have gone through a lot. She claims that she has supported him mentally, physically, and now financially as he begins his training. He works a good job and we've been together for 10 years. She says, my ring is less than a quarter carat. And when she went to get it resized, she inquired about buying some colored stones, and the lady at the jeweler stated that her ring was more like a $35 diamond. So it made her tearful to hear that because she was so flippant as if my ring was cheap and worthless. My fiancé did not want to show um, – my fiancé did not want me to show him any types of rings. Um, She went on to say that she pretended to love her ring, but she has confided in a few of her friends that she is disappointed in the size and the poor quality. She is always judged harshly, harshly, but many of these girls that are complaining have one to two carat diamonds or larger even. One of her friends was recently engaged, and her stone is beautiful. Everyone was gushing over it, and even though I was happy for her, uh, she goes on to say that she can't help but feel jealous of her beautiful ring. It makes her feel selfish and materialistic, and never in the world would she imagine that she would be the girl who coveted that beautiful diamond. But she goes on to say it makes her feel like her fiancé didn't put any time or effort into the ring that he picked and that he didn't want to spend any money on me. So she says he has enough um, to buy me a decent stone and she is thinking of purchasing my own ring, but I don't want to hurt my feelings. I don't want to hurt his feelings. Please help me. What should she do? Well, here's what what, uh, DT would say. I would say you have to leave. There's no easy way to have this conversation. Shoot, you've been together 10 years. I know it's a really long time, but 
he's not stepping up to the plate. You have a different expectation. If you start having this conversation, you're going to be uh, making him feel that he's less of a man. So it's all, there's no easy way to have this conversation. I think you should just leave. I mean, it's just not meant to be. And the fact that he only wanted to spend $35 on you, shoot, he probably spends more on dinner than he did on your ring. So, you know, that's that's what it is. I think you just got to move on and leave. All right. So while we're talking about that, I want to talk about a few women that on why they paid for their own engagement ring. Is this okay with you, by the way? I, I want to hear from you. 323-642-1677. 323-642-1677. So some women decided to split the bill evenly, maybe pay the difference or just buy the ring completely on their own. So we've been seeing that that more women um, are speaking and having um, speaking and having prominent roles at weddings, right? Oops. Okay, we've been seeing more women women being more inclusive, more modern, and less sexist uh, compared to w- weddings in the past. Even proposals have started to lose their rigid customs, with more and more women searching for ways to propose to their partners. Well, there's no doubt about it. Weddings have become significantly less traditional and more personalized over the past few years. But there's one area in which tradition has largely held firm, and that's the engagement ring. With heterosexual couples, men have usually purchased the ring, engagement ring, for their bride-to-be, and that part has been slow to change. With engagement ring prices skyrocketing of late, is it okay that women pick up some of the slack? Now, here are some of the reasons and justifications um, that women say that they want to do so, that they want something very specific. So one survey found that 27% of women would pay the difference to receive a ring that they really wanted. Now, it's one thing to be able to afford that difference, but it's another thing to actually go ahead with that because you're really going to damage, um, you know, the intent of what your fiance had for you. Uh, Another justification is that it was about a partnership. So many modern couples feel that it feel that it's important to start the marriage off as partners on equal footing. And one way to have equal footing is to equally participate in the cost of the ring. It was assumed was another justification. Instead, they put that money towards starting uh, building a life together instead of buying a ring. Um, how about maybe these women were bucking tradition? How modern of them. They were already ignoring other wedding traditions, so why not this one? How about it's empowering? So paying for your own ring, you can remove some of the historical context of rings, ownerships, and weddings generally, which many women are uncomfortable with. 
So one woman said it's all about what feels right to the couple rather than what tradition dictates. While that statement sounds good, I think it's inaccurate. I think a closer truth is that uh, is that she does what feels right to her and his feelings be damned. This is no kind of way, in my opinion, to start a union. It's hard to know whether or not he's truly on board with her decision, or is he just uh, saying yes to go along and to please her? My guess is taking the male lead away from him isn't going to do the relationship any favors. The men's core four, he's got to feel needed or he can't feel loved. So if she has displaced him, it's a horrible way to start a life together. And when I was writing my book, The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever, by the way, you can buy this on Amazon. It is, uh, get it in the paperback version, which they will send to you, or you can download the ebook in a few seconds. And by the way, use my Amazon link. Start with my link uh, to do any and all of your Amazon shopping. Uh, there is no book purchase that's required. It doesn't cost you anymore to use my Amazon link. You can find that link on my Facebook pages as well as my website, themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com. And I really would appreciate it. doesn't cost you anymore. And a small percentage, a few pennies on the dollar of that purchase, Amazon rewards me with advertising fees. So that that money helps helps go to support the show. Anyway, um, I've interviewed a lot of guys who their wives, um, you know, did propose to them, to the guy, and it not one person did I marry that was in this category. Did this work out? Yes, were they? Did they get married? Yes, they did. And it turns out that the guy always cheated because it wasn't. Uh, the woman that motivated them to propose or motivated them to marry and there was a piece of him that was taken away and the guy that never sat well with the guy so you know yes you can afford a bigger ring just because you can doesn't mean that you should so how does that go down (laughs) all right well I don't think it goes goes down very easily. So that's my take on it. Okay, so if you happen to have missed um, our last show, we had a, a guest speaker on. His name is Dr. Paul Nathanson. Nathanson and um, anyway, we were talking about Daddy, Mommy tells me that I'm a girl. And we were talking about the famous court case where the court ruled that a mom can transition her son into being a girl against the dad's wishes. The story unfolds with the seven-year-old boy, James Younger, whose father, Jeff Younger, has been trying to save him from a forced gender transition. Um, The anti-male bias in the film, television, and even selling laundry detergent shows that in the past 10 years, the pendulum has swung perhaps too far. 
All right. So that's what we were talking about on the last show. By the way, if you've already read my book, please leave an Amazon review. You can do so with uh, using your your words. Just type a few words uh, in a review or and or you can leave some stars, maybe leave four stars, five stars, um, you know, towards that end. And it really, really helps others find me. It, uh, it bumps up my Amazon algorithm, which brings more eyeballs to the site and helps promote that book, my book. So I really appreciate that. Um, there are many ways, if you like the show, there are many ways that you can show your love. You can listen, call, subscribe, chat, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, advertise with me, start with my Amazon link, as I mentioned, and download my app and buy my book on Amazon. By the way, I'm going to continue um, the advertising promo Sign up this month to advertise on with me on Blog Talk Radio, and I will only charge you one dollar. <laughs> All right, so send me a private message or um, a DM, and I'll make that happen. Normally, this they charge four hundred dollars for this, but for this month only, I'm only going to be charging a dollar because I want you to promote your wares as well or services. All right, so thank you very much for joining us today. You are listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We will join you. Usually we're here on Tuesdays, each and every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Bye for now, and we will catch you next time. Thanks again. <laughs>